Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pat Price Tech Talk Training Room. It's September 12, 2022. And we're here to talk about what happens, gee, if JAWS doesn't talk. What, what do you do? What kinds of things can you do? There are several things you can do. And sometimes we all have to deal with adversity in terms of like getting into tech talk rooms and things like that. But eventually we persevere and um, we won't talk any more about that, but we will talk about other things. And to introduce our guest tonight, here's Myrna Boda. All right. So I'm back again introducing. Um, so Larry actually did a pretty damn good introduction, but Ron Miller is our guest from Vespero. And I heard Ron's presentation on the ACB community several weeks ago and i said hmm, i think tech talk really needs to hear it i think our tech talk audience really needs to hear what ron is talking about because it happens to all of us um and i think we all need this so ron tell us what do we do if jaws is giving us trouble i call tech support <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I do that, and I have my nine-year-old come read the computer screen to me. But you don't Absolutely. all have a rustle at your Good. house. That's, that's a right. great idea. That's <laughs> the best of them all. That's it. If you had a rustle at your house, you could do it too. I got my envision glasses now too, so that's oh, I know. I, that's yeah. a that's a whole other topic for another oh, day. I, I would it like is. to hear about that. Okay, um, and that's pretty cool. But I will start by saying hi, everybody. It's great to be here with you. We won't talk about the adversities of. Uh, your computer not wanting to connect to the tech talk room and changing computers and things. So this is this has been an adventurous evening so far. Um, this was a a topic we did do for ACB communities, and I, I say we because uh, I didn't start it. Uh, Jeff Bazer, uh, who many of you may know, uh, if you live in the southeastern part of the U.S. and central not southeastern but the central U.S. Sorry. Um, so Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, right? Colorado. Uh, no, he's not Arizona. I'm sorry, Colorado. Anyhow, uh, he was going to present this and he had some things to do. So I was asked to present this. And so um, you, got, you get my perspective on it. And we're going to talk about a few things. Um, it is entitled Five Tips for uh, Solving Problems with JAWS and Getting Help with JAWS. And I actually have more than five tips if we, if we go that long. And I'm going to, to try and do this as a bit of a show and tell on the parts that are applicable for that. So I will let you hear JAWS. And um, because we're doing kind of a scratch setup here, you're going to hear me mute and unmute JAWS. I, I have no other way to get around that right now. Um, I guess I could turn the levels up and down, but I don't want to break the sound that we've got. So we're going to do it this way. But first, but first, uh, since my, my focus often is Braille, no pun intended at all, though I hear how funny that sounds, since we do talk about the focus Braille displays. Uh, I want to talk about a thing that we often get calls on. I know this because tech support tells me. And um, people call and they say, my, my focus Braille display is broken. And, of course, tech support goes through their, their, their openings to the call and ask questions. And they say, well, how do you know? And the answer is because I'm pressing keys and it doesn't work. Okay. with all of the subtext that goes with that, like it's a ridiculous question. But guess what? It is possible to lock your focus Braille display. And it's possible to do it totally by accident. There, there's a couple of keystrokes we're going to talk about that lets you lock both your fourth generation focus Braille display, which is the, the units that were released in 2012 and 2013, 
and you know that it's, you ask, how do I know it's a fourth generation focused Braille display? You will know this because at either end of the Braille line is a rocker switch. It's not a whiz wheel. It's the rocker switches at either end. And how do you know it's not a fifth generation? Because the housing is not all metal and there's not a menu button located between dots one and four on the Braille keyboard. So if you've got a fourth generation Braille display, you can lock the keys, the Perkins keyboard keys. And if you've got a fifth generation Braille display, which is the one that with the all metal housing and the menu button in the middle between dots one and four, you can lock both the keys and all other controls. And it's doable by accident because it does come in a flexible case. It's that pleather case, the not leather case. And if you squish it just right, squish it being squishing the, the Braille display just right, maybe by pushing it into a full backpack and making it stick in there, uh, or by accidentally putting something down on it, or, you know, it's, it's possible to, to do it just right, you can lock the thing accidentally. So let's talk about this because um, it will seem like it's broken. Keys won't work. Stuff won't work. <laughs> and that's, that's, it's a horrible feeling to pull out your Braille display and, you know, you, you depend on this thing and all of a sudden it won't work. So with the Focus fourth generation Braille display, the Focus 14, 40, 80 blue, the 80 probably you're not carrying it around and squashing it a lot. So Focus 14 and 40, what you're going to do, are you ready? You're going to unlock this by pressing any cursor router key. Okay, press cursor router button down and press the right nav mode button. The nav mode buttons are the little round buttons. If you have some vision, they are blue, or if you ask somebody else, and they are right above the nav uh, rockers. So at either end of the braille line, you'll feel the nav rocker, and above it's a little round button. This is true on uh, the, the Focus 40, 1480, the fourth and fifth generation displays. There's a nav rocker, and above each one is the nav mode button. So again, press the cursor router button, press the right nav mode button. Okay. And that will unlock everything. That'll unlock the, the in this case, the Perkins keyboard. Um, so that makes it work. Now, just so you know, if you ever want to lock that keyboard, and I will do it sometimes if I'm reading and I'm in a place, an airplane, car, hopefully the train's not this bumpy, but if, if I'm reading along and I get bounced around and it's happened on an airplane, if turbulence are bad and my fingers will come off the braille line and come down on the Perkins keys. <laughs> and all of a sudden it happens on cars. If you drive over railroad tracks too, um, your fingers suddenly come down and slither across the braille keys and you enter stuff you don't want to. Um, that's a bad deal. Or if you've selected text, this one gets me. I've selected text. I am going to enter something to replace that selected text and the car or plane bounces and my fingers tap down on the keys and I enter just random dots. Um, that's frustrating. And then you've got to do a uh, control Z to undo it. So again, to unlock it, press any cursor. And I would say press and hold any cursor router button and press the right nav mode button and release. And that will unlock that Perkins keyboard. If you want to lock the Perkins keyboard, press and hold any cursor router button and tap the left uh, nav mode button and release. And that will lock it for you or <laughs> that will lock it for you. I confused myself. I'm reading ahead in my notes. So that will unlock it for you. Now, if you've got a focus fifth generation Braille display, that keyboard lock can also be engaged. It might be that you are, again, 
um, pressing keys and they're not working, well, that same unlock command will work for you. Any, uh, any cursor router and press the right nav mode button, okay, to unlock. But wait, there's more. <laughs> it's possible that you've done a control lock. So you've locked all of the controls on your fifth generation Braille display. So the keyboard doesn't work. The nav rockers don't work. You press the menu button. That doesn't work. The thing is sitting there pretty inert. Panning buttons still work on the front of the device. Pan left, pan right, or pan back, pan forward. Um, the selector buttons, <laughs> the rocker bars, nothing seems to work. And again, we get those calls. It's broken, right? If you've got a fifth generation focus Braille display and you've locked all the controls, the way to stop that from happening is you're going to press the menu button. You press and hold it. And remember, the menu button is that little uh, kind of long skinny button located between dots one and four. Press and hold that. And then you're going to press that right nav mode button again and you release. So press and hold the menu button, press the right nav mode button, release. And you've probably guessed if you do want to lock all your controls, you can press and hold the menu button, tap the left nav mode button and release them and everything's locked. So what it does is it, it puts the, the focus braille displays, the fifth generation displays into a very simple mode. We had a request from just, if you care, we, have a re we had a request from some places that were going to put these displays in their with their computers uh, in some centers. Um, and they had people coming in and they would give them a really brief training on the display and then let them use the computer to do some things. I won't go really deep into what they were doing and why. It's all good. I just, it's not important. Um, and they, they found that people would start like pressing the menu button and doing other things and then they'd get lost. <laughs> and um, they just said, look, we want to make this a really, really basic display. Let them use the panning buttons and that's it. So we implemented that, that control lock. Okay. And so that's how you unlock. If you suddenly think that uh, your, your Braille display is broken, it is possible, <clears throat> excuse me, it is possible that it's actually just locked. The other part of this is that there is a way to tell. So if you've got a focus fourth or fifth generation Braille display and everything seems to be working except the Perkins keyboard, possible you've locked it. The way to find this out, I'm going to tell you for, for each display in turn, with the fourth generation Braille display, you tap the power button. Don't press and hold it. Just hold it you know, momentarily. And um, what will happen is the status line will appear. And the status line is the line that you see when the display is not connected to anything or if you press the power button. And you'll see, um, you know, it'll give you the focus, for example, focus 14, 40, 80, the percentage of charge. If it's on power, you'll see the little circle that indicates it might be charging and then all the way to the right are either the three little blocks if there's no connection, or you'll have it Bluetooth or USB indicator showing. And if you see a symbol that feels kind of like a padlock, so, you know, a half circle above uh, kind of a, a fat rectangular block thing below. So it feels sort of like a closed padlock. That will tell you, hey, your keyboard is locked, okay? And if you have the status line showing like that, then you can do the command that we talked about where you press and hold any cursor router key and press the right nav mode button and that padlock will disappear. Okay. 
So that's how you know. That's how you check if you think the display is not working right for some reason. If you think that keyboard might be checked, uh, might be locked, get to the get to the status line. Either tap the power button if you've got an active connection, or it's just sitting there if there's no no connection. Look for that padlock symbol. If it's there, you know the command. Any cursor router key, right nav mode button. If you have engaged the control lock on a fifth generation focus Braille display, okay, remember that's where everything's not working except for the panning buttons. What you're going to see is that same padlock symbol, but we've turned it upside down. <laughs> so um, the the little the the hasp, as it's called, the hasp. I think it's called the hasp part of the padlock will be facing toward the bottom. But again, it's the, the closed padlock symbol. And um, that shows up just after the percentage of charge, by the way. Uh, or if, if you've got the little circle showing that the, the power's, you know, battery's charging, it'll be between that circle and your, your connection indicator, if there is one. But you'll look for that upside down padlock symbol in the fifth generation in case you've locked all the controls. And remember, the way to make that go away is to press and hold the menu button, tap the right nav mode button, and release, and you'll see that upside down padlock go away. So, and remember, on the fifth generation Braille display, it's extra fun because you have both types of lock available to you. So right side up padlock symbol, you've locked the Perkins keyboard. Fifth generation Braille display, upside down padlock symbol, you've locked all the controls, and now you know how to make that go away. Another issue that might happen, and we'll move to JAWS, is that you are using JAWS, uh, you boot your computer, uh, it comes up and you're not hearing a whole lot. It's silent or you've stepped away for some time or, or whatever. Uh, all of a sudden, JAWS isn't speaking. Um, you're convinced JAWS hasn't just crashed. Okay. Maybe, maybe you even try running narrator or something and you've got no sound. But um, for sure, uh, you know, JAWS is, is down. Um, it is possible that the, uh, the, the, your sound card's been muted. Maybe somebody else shares your computer with you and they fire things up and JAWS is talking away. So they go into volume settings or if they've got a hotkey for it, like I do on my laptop, they set sound volume to zero, okay? And so now JAWS might be quite happily talking away and their system sounds and all kinds of stuff are happening and you can't hear it. You've done like I've done in the past and plugged in a headset and there's nothing and you listen to your speakers and there's nothing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's silent. Um, this happened to me when I was overseas in Germany. <laughs> this is long ago, long, long ago um, with my Dell Latitude computer. And I spent almost all four hours of my battery life trying to figure out what was going on. So um, I had forgotten my power supply when I flew to Germany as well. And back then, there wasn't an easy solution. You had to get somebody like tech support to help somebody like me go crawling through settings and turn things back on. But now there's an easier way. If you suddenly find you've booted up and JAWS isn't talking, or you've come back to your PC and something's changed and JAWS isn't talking, you can press uh, insert or JAWS key plus escape key. Now that screen refresh, it makes JAWS you know, grab the, the screen information again. But also if you've got the sound card muted, it's been set to zero, JAWS looks at it and says, hey, sound card's muted. And it will reset the volume, the system volume to 50%. That has been very useful sometimes. So, and that's because it, it let me reset, well, obviously my volume to 50%. So I get sound back. 
So again, it, it may not solve your problem. Something might have crashed, JAWS might have crashed, your computer might have gone to blue screen. Huh? But if somebody has muted your sound card or something has happened where your sound card's muted, insert escape will bring that back for you. Okay. Uh, it can be really handy. Very, very handy. Okay. So we've talked about system volume control. Make it past what I'm doing here. I got ahead of my notes. <laughs> okay, let's talk about how JAWS works. Uh, this isn't so much a, a troubleshooting step, but I want to show it to you because it's really handy. I'm going to bring JAWS back in. There it is. And we've got JAWS. We're on the Zoom meeting. And let us pretend for a moment that I am I'm in Zoom. I'm not the person giving the presentation. And so I do want to hear when chats come up and other things happen. I need to, need to mute my phone. I apologize. So let's present, pretend that I'm not the host and I want to hear when people you know, put things into the chat. I want to hear when somebody leaves the meeting, comes into the meeting, all those things that, that JAWS may say. But I also want to listen to, to what's being said in the Zoom meeting, just as an example. So I want JAWS to be quieter. I want it to be more in the background. And the way I can do that is by using our system volume controls, which they've been in since JAWS, I want to say 2021. These I find really handy. So here's how you do this. I can press insert space, space. a little pip pop sound and space. And I'm going to press V for volume. volume. Now, once I've done that, it's a layered command, insert space and then V for volume. JAWS is waiting for me to specify what volume do I want to control? I can ask it to control JAWS volume by pressing J, or I can press S for system volume. So let us pretend, keep pretending with me. I go onto a website and uh, I'll use YouTube as an example because I'm using it um, in lectures sometimes for college. There's things we got to watch. Uh, YouTube videos that uh, are relevant to what the instructor wants us to, to talk about and study. So let's say I go to, the, to, to YouTube, I start a video, and it's loud. Man, who's ever done it has got it nice and loud, and it's covering JAWS, and I need to use JAWS for a minute. I need to do something, <laughs> maybe even pause the video, and I, I haven't you know, thought to turn off the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the virtual cursor and press K. I want to hear what's going on. So let's say I want to pull back the system volume. I would press S. But let's do JAWS first. I'm going to press J. It says JAWS. And I will pull this back. All I'm going to do is press down arrow. There it goes. And I, I won't keep doing that over and over. If I press page up or down, goes in 10% increments instead of just 1% increments. Let's go back to where we need to be. Okay. And uh, when you're done with that, you can press escape. And it says bing bong, and you know that you're done. If I wanted to change system volume, I'd press insert space, space. followed by V, volume. and then S. System. Now, I'm not going to mess around. I'll, I'll do down arrow a couple times. Yes, 98%, 96%. I'm going to go back up. 98%, 100%. Okay, and let's get out of there. Because I, I don't know what it will do since I'm just doing a hot mixer into what we're doing, whether it'll make my levels all change. So, again, insert V. Sorry. Insert space, followed by V for volume. 
And if you want to make JAWS be quieter, you press J, and then you can use up and down arrow for incremental changes. You can use page up and page down for bigger changes. Okay. If you want to change the system volume, you want to hear JAWS better and make everything that's being um, blasted at you quieter and leave JAWS where it's at, you can press again, insert space, followed by V for volume and then S for system and use the up and down arrow keys for little incremental changes and page up and page down for bigger changes. And what you are doing is as you adjust this, um, it'll leave one more in the foreground than the other. Okay. And then you can always, when you're done making your settings, you press escape to leave that, that command layer and go back to what you're doing. Now, there's another way to do this. And I believe every time I try this, it doesn't work online. I may try it with this computer and this mixer. And Larry, I don't know if you want to come up and kind of ride shotgun with me on this <laughs> since it hasn't worked every time we've tried it in the past, but I sure would like to show it. Um, let us pretend that you want to hear JAWS and we'll go back to our hypothetical Zoom meeting. So you're listening to JAWS and the announcements and the chats go by. And um, you've also got people talking and it's confusing, but you don't want to really pull the JAWS volume back. You don't want it to be in the background. One of the most recent things we've done that can make it easier to hear is if you put JAWS in one ear and the system audio in the other ear. So you might have, I don't know, the Zoom meeting in, in, in you want it in your right ear, you want JAWS in your left ear. Okay. And that lets you kind of mentally isolate things so you can stay uh, more in tune with both JAWS. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that you can stay more in tune with what JAWS is saying and also in your Zoom meeting or something else that you might be listening to. So the first thing we're going to do is press insert space or JAWS key space. It's the same command. Space. Okay. And then we're going to press the letter B. Now this, I may break this and we'll have to bring it back in and that's okay. So I'll press B for balance. Oops. Uh, stop that. Sorry. Insert V. <laughs> insert space. Followed by V. That's better. And then B. Jaws says balance. Now, what should happen? I'm going to press left arrow. Oh, are you guys hearing this? Or is it still in mono? Jaws should be on the left side. No. Okay. I've got it in my left ear. <laughs> I don't know about anybody else. I'm going to go ahead and bring this back. Okay. Now, did anybody hear that? Did anybody hear the changes? Well, I heard Jaws talking. I don't know what side it was on. So, uh, are, you, are you listening uh, yeah. to stereo headset or speakers? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm on an iPhone app, and I'm, oh. listening, I'm listening with Apple uh, with Apple AirPods, the with wired AirPods. AirPods. I'm going to yeah, try so. this one more time, okay? Okay. And, and I'll have to admit, I was checking whether my eyes I was checking something else at the same time. So so try try it again, and I'll, I'll That means I'll I need to it. try it again, and I need to pick up the pace. Otherwise, everybody, yeah, yeah. they're all asleep. It's yeah. late, right? Yeah. Everybody's yeah. had a big dinner, and nobody's <laughs> drinking coffee. All right, let's do insert space. V, B for balance. I'm going to put Jaws on the left side of the thing. Now, do you have Jaws on the left by any chance? Uh, it's coming out of both sides of my of my oh, right. ear, uh, ear pods as far as far as I can tell. So okay, I, I'm then, sorry, I, I, no, I'm no help. So, so yeah, Jaws volume is now. It, it only works with like a headset. Yeah, well, I was hoping maybe he had, he has got his ear pods on. 
Yeah. But it, it but, just may be that when you're using Zoom, oh, I didn't go to um, oh, the other audio setting. Ah, oh, we'll mess with it. We'll try it again one of these days. But your Jaws volume is a little low now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I can bring that up. That's easy. Yeah. And, and, and I'm on an iPhone, so I'm using, I'm using voiceover. I'm not using Jaws, so, so, you know. Well, but I'm using Jaws, and that's what you should be. Yeah. Using. But I, I think that the, the way that you really hear balance is like if you have a, if you have a headset on, then yes. you can really hear it, and you'll know that it's coming out of like either the left or the right. Mm-hmm. But it's hard if it's coming out of the computer speakers because you're, I mean, especially that- on a laptop. Okay, is Jaws loud enough Zoom meeting. now? Is that good? Yeah, better. Settings, button menu. All, right, yeah. Left meeting. All right, yeah. All right. Audio settings, button menu. Space, context menu, select the microphone, mic, internal, same assistant, select the speaker, speakers, connection, speakers, USB audio, contact, check. Blah, blah, blah. Same assistant, unchecked. Test speaker and microphone, switch to phone audio, leave computer audio, audio settings, dot, dot, dot. Okay. Leaving met, video set, share, more meeting, and leave, alt plus, view button, meeting information, but mute, audio settings, button menu. Start my video, alt plus, leave. Okay, so you're hearing me good, that all sounds good, right? Okay. That's I'll good. Take yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> then we're going to yeah. carry on, guys. Um, and I will, I'll pick this up. So just to recap, if you want to have that split audio, and Larry, one of these days, you and I are going to get on without, a, without anybody here, and we're going to play with this and see if there's not a way to force this split because we've never successfully found a way. Okay. Should, yeah. Whatever. That would be cool. You know, we will, we'll, uh, we'll do it until either uh, we just give up in despair or we make it work um, because it's such a neat feature. But what I ended up doing when I was talking to Alan and did the commands, insert space, followed by V and then B for balance. When I tapped left arrow, it put Jaws um, in my left ear and my, my headset and it put Alan and my system audio in the right ear. So it was really easy to separate out, which is the whole point of the exercise. When I wanted to bring it all back together, insert space, followed by V for volume, and then just up arrow. Uh, I'm sorry, insert space, followed by V for volume, and then B for balance. You got to do that next step. And then up arrow, and it, it puts it all back <clears throat> with everybody mixed normally. Okay. So let's look at something else here. Um, should I? Yeah, we've, we've gone for a little while. Do we want to do look at questions real quick, or shall we press on? What do you guys think? If not, we're going to move to, to uh, turning status cells on and off. Uh, I don't see any questions. Hands up. Then we are going to press on. Everybody drink coffee. Stay with me. Here we go. The reason I'm looking at this one as a tip is because, especially if you've got a Focus 14 Braille display, 14 cells is not a lot of real estate to be able to read on. And so you might want to turn those status cells off so that they're, they're not taking up space. But even on a 40, uh, I leave the status cells off. It's just me. I leave the status cells off a lot of times simply because I want those extra four or five cells. When I'm reading reading a book, I'm doing something uh, uh, else. You're going to hear this because, again, uh, uh, I've got stuff set up that way. Um, So if we want to change our status cells, if we want to eliminate them, for example, let's go through the steps. You guys ready? Okay, <clears throat> we're going to press uh, insert followed by numbers row six. So it's the, or JAWS key followed by number six. Zoom software, JAWS setting center dialogue. Search box edit, control plus Okay, we're in JAWS setting center. Escape, zoom meeting, start my video, alt plus B button. Oh, did we just fall out? Start my video, alt. We did, it's all right. So JAWS key plus numbers row six. Zoom software, JAWS setting center dialogue, search box edit. Okay. And it said Zoom software. So right now in setting center, 
Jaws is saying, hey, I'm going to make these changes only for, for Zoom because Jaws is very, very customizable. You can make these changes by, um, you know, according to uh, application and that kind of thing. But I want to do this globally. So I want my, my cursor, or my, uh, sorry, my status cells to be off for everything. So I'm going to press, in, I'm going to press, <laughs> I'm going to press control shift D. Jaws setting center default all applications. And what that does is it tells Jaws, hey, this is a change we're going to make across the board for everything. Okay. So we press control shift D that goes to our default. Uh, uh, it invokes our, <clears throat> excuse me, our default configuration. Okay. And we are in the search edit field. I'm going to enter the word status or status, depending on how you want to say it. And I'm going to press status cells. One of four search results. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to press down arrow. Status. Four search results list box. Placement of status cells left. Advanced rail. I can do placement of status cells. You heard it tell me that. And then I can press down arrow till I reach that thing. Uh, I will press space to cycle through the choices. Space right. Two or three. Space none. Three or three. Space left. One or three. So left. Space right. Two right. Three. Space none. Three or none. Three. So if I want to turn it off, it would be none. Okay, and this tells it specifically, let's turn our status cells off. Let's put them on the left side of the display or the right side of the display. I'm going to turn them on right now because we're going to play with status cells again in a minute. Space left, one of three. But once you've done your changes, you can, uh, you're going to only tap only okay to, you would see an apply button if we've made those changes. And you can press space there to invoke the apply button. And then you're going to have to tab to the okay, okay button where we are now and press space again to activate that OK button. Space, Zoom meeting, start my video, Alt plus B button. And we're back in the Zoom meeting. Now, one of the cool things you can do if you leave the status cells on, and again, I, I get it. If you're using a Focus 14, you might not want them. Um, but there, there are times you want to see what the time is to quickly check the time. Now, if you're using your Braille display with a computer, you're using it with JAWS for specifically, you can press the right shift and the letter K and that, that forces JAWS to do the same thing as if you would press insert F11. But again, that takes your hands off the display for a minute. So if you have status cells turned on, you can set JAWS to flash the time for an instant, a few seconds, um, when, uh, when you press a cursor router above one of the status cells. So if I wanna, if I wanna check the time, either hours and minutes, or if I just want the minutes and seconds of the current hour to show, uh, I, can, I can do that. That's pretty handy. So again, we're going to press, I'll show you how to do this. I hope it doesn't mind for you. I'm going to press the JAWS key plus numbers row six. Zoom software, JAWS setting center dialog. Search. And again, I want this to be a universal change. So I'm going to press control shift D. JAWS setting center default all applications. There we go. Default all applications. And then again, we're, we're back up. I'm going to enter the word time, just T-I-M-E, in the uh, search edit field here. Flash message timeout, one of four search results. So flash message timeout, that's a good one to know about if you're using a Braille display with JAWS because it will it'll indicate how long a flash message shows. If JAWS speaks a message, even if you've got speech muted, you get the flash message, flash message also on your Braille display. But I'm going to press down arrow. Time, four search results, list box, flash message timeout, 2000 mil. Display clock slash time and status cells. Ah, display clock uh, and time and status cells. And I have, I can check this item. Space. 
in a minute here. Show time and status cells not checked. Display there we go. Slash time Sorry. And status I, had, I had to arrow down one more time. If I check it. Space checked. And now it's checked. So now if I tap cursor router keys over the, um, the status, it'll flash the time for me. But I can also arrow down one more time. Time format, show hours and minutes. Display clock slash time and status cells rail. I now have a choice of what I show, whether I have hours and minutes. So it might show, uh, like in my time right this minute, it would show 840. Or I can have it show in minutes and seconds. And I'll press space for that. Space, show minutes and seconds. Two of two. Okay. Again, this is a toggle, just like we saw earlier with position of status cells. I'll press space. Space, show hours and minutes. One of two. Space, show minutes and seconds. Two of two. Okay. And you just space, space. It'll toggle back and forth. If I have it set to show minutes and seconds, it's kind of cool. For example, if, uh, if we're doing a podcast like this, I want to keep an eye on what time it is. So I don't keep going on forever and ever and ever. <laughs> I can set it for minutes and seconds, and then it won't show me what the hour is. It's not going to show that it's eight or whatever time zone we happen to be in, but it will show that it's 41 and X number of seconds just counting up. So that's pretty handy. Uh, I can have it show me that right on the status cells, and you can set it to either show that forever, continuously, I should say, or you can show it with the press of a status, uh, with a cursor router over the status cells. Now we're going to press tab. Read only edit C. Choose the time format to show the status set apply button. Both tab again. There's the apply button. And you can use the apply button. I will just to, to demo. I'll press the space bar. Space. Four search results list box. Time format. Show apply. Let's press Read tab again. Okay button. And now we're at the OK button and we'll press space bar. Space. Zoom meeting. Start my video. And we're back where we were. So now my status cells are showing the time. I could click uh, cursor router over it. And it will actually, it will actually let me um due time. Sorry. There we go. Another computer, which was mis misbehaving earlier, is, is talking to me in the background. So, so now my, my status cells are showing the time in uh, minutes and seconds, and it'll indicate how the hour is passing. Another thing that can happen specifically with your Braille display, you might have your Braille display on, you open up an application with JAWS, and all of a sudden, the Braille display is powered up. 1757 has left the meeting. Yeah, sorry. The Braille display is powered up. And uh, all of a sudden, there's no Braille. All dots are down. They're not in that relaxed state. There's just no Braille output. And Braille input stops as well. This is because somehow you've managed to turn on uh, sleep mode. Okay. Braille sleep mode. When Braille sleep mode's turned on, all Braille output and input ceases. The Braille display stays powered up, and that could be confusing to somebody. And again, it, that might be that call to tech support. You think something's wrong with your Braille display uh, or your PC. So you want to turn off Braille sleep mode if it's on, if it's on. Okay. And again, uh, we'll go through this pretty quickly. We've been through the beginnings of this, so we press uh, insert number six. Zoom software, JAWS setting center dialog, search box edit, control okay. plus E. Control shift D. JAWS setting center default all applications. Okay. We've done that. That invokes our, our, uh, our uh, default settings. I'm going to press the word sleep or enter the word sleep. Enable real sleep mode. One of two search results. Okay. And I'm not going to go any further. You could just press the space bar and enable it. When you enable Braille sleep mode, and normally this happens accidentally, you notice how when we opened up setting center, uh, it was it opened first to, to do settings changes for Zoom. 
if I'm going through maybe doing some braille settings and I, I get to the sleep mode, which is down under advanced, maybe I inadvertently press space bar. Maybe you know, for whatever reason, it gets turned on and I don't notice. So I'm going to just go ahead and press escape. Escape. Clear. Escape. Zoom meeting. Start my video. Alt plus B button. Okay. And we're back in Zoom. Questions so far? Not hearing. Okay. So let's talk about calling tech support. When you call, because you've got questions, right? None of these, none of these things you've tried to do has worked. So you're, you're making the next step. You're calling tech support. And one of the things you have to know is you need to be a registered user to call tech support and access that support, those support services. Now, I'll tell you, quite frankly, our tech support folks are pretty cool. And unless they're slammed, if they're just in the weeds or getting tons of calls, believe me, that happens, especially around a release, a JAWS release, Braille display firmware release, low vision product, you know, updates and releases. There are times <laughs> they're so busy, they're getting, you know, hundreds of calls in a day. On those days, this probably won't happen. But if it's, if it's a slower time and you've got a question, a lot of times they'll still answer your quick question, whether they can look into our system and find your serial number and who you are and, and know that you're, you're a registered user. But, but really, truly, uh, you know, you're, you're, you need to be a registered user to access the, um, the tech support services. We do offer them for free. There's a couple of ways to reach tech support. You can visit the website for the automated online help. Technical support department is available there. You would go to, you ready? www.freedomscientific.com. And once you've gone that far, you arrow down. And you'll hear uh, there's a navigation menu. You'll hear support. You excuse me. You press enter or space. You'll expand that menu, and you can arrow down to technical support. And that there's a link there. You press enter. You invoke it. Um, if you're outside the U.S., please remember um, you need to seek assistance from your local dealer. Okay. So if you're within the U.S., uh, we can help you with that. And it's just because. Uh, a lot of dealers offer assistance. They offer training overseas, overseas for us, of course, in other parts of the world, I should say. And um, within the technical support page, you can search our product base. You can submit a tech support request. There's steps to do that. Um, you can work with your software authorization. So if you haven't checked out the tech support page for a while, go check it out. Look at what's in there. You could submit an RMA, which is the return materials authorization. Uh, if you need to return a unit for servicing, those kinds of things. That's all available online. You can also get uh, the phone number, obviously, to call tech support. So it's there. And again, that's all in, again, freedomscientific.com. And you arrow down, you arrow to support, press enter, you hit tech support, the tech support link. If you want to call, you can call 800-444-4443. Again, 800-444-4443. For three, and then there's prompts to reach the appropriate tech support staff because there are folks who do hardware, there are folks who do software. Uh, some people handle the low vision, so there are some questions um, that you you're you're asked, and you can dial or press the appropriate button. A couple other things, please, oh please, I'd ask you to do. If you're calling for help with Jaws with Fusion. Okay, Zoom text, any of that kind of thing. If you're calling for software support, be at the computer that's having the problem, please. <laughs> and that sounds like an obvious 
thing to say, and I don't mean to say something that sounds silly, but tech support gets dozens of calls um, monthly from people who want an answer. They'll call and they'll say, I've got a problem. And they'll describe the problem. They'll say, okay, are you at your computer? Let's try and resolve this. And the person will say, well, no, I'm not. I'm at work or I'm away or I'm in the car or commuting, whatever. Be at your computer when you want help. Also, be prepared to provide some information. Uh, give us your product serial number that, uh, that was used for registration, right? Um, give us the product name and version number. So we, we want the serial number for the, the software you're talking about. The type of computer hardware you're using, the serial, <clears throat> excuse me, the software version so uh, of, of Windows, what version number is it? Let us know the wording of any messages that are popping. They appear on your screen, okay? Um, now you say, well, I get those messages and then they're gone. So you've got a couple of resources to find out what those messages were. Let me tell you about two ways. If you've got a, a message that's up and it stays up, and a lot of times it'll be the infamous message that pops, it reads one time, JAWS will read it once, and then you're on an OK button so you can dismiss it. And you need to know what that message says, but pressing tab doesn't get you there. JAWS key plus B doesn't make it read it. You can always try to virtualize that window. You press insert plus alt plus W or JAWS key plus alt plus W, which would be your caps lock key if you're using the laptop layout. So JAWS key, alt, W. And JAWS will attempt to virtualize that window. And hopefully you'll be able to read that, uh, that message that's just popped. Now, what's nice about that is once you virtualize the window, you can also select it. If you want to just select the whole thing, you can do control A and then control C to copy it. Or you can go grab, say you get a, a digit string, you know, uh, memory error at 8000X9176B or something. You can grab that, copy it to the clipboard, and you'll have all that right there. If that doesn't work, if JAWS you know, either won't virtualize the window or it says the, the really annoying thing, I'll get these messages. I'll get these messages that pop when I'm on the internet. And I'm going to mute speech here while we're doing this, at least for now. There we go. Um, I'll be on the internet and I'll get one of these messages that pops and JAWS' is, focus is still on the internet. It's not on that, that uh, bubble that's popped. So I'll tell JAWS, virtualize this message with insert, <laughs> insert, uh, insert alt W, sorry, with insert alt W and it'll say screen already virtualized. That's frustrating. But the other thing you can do is use speech history. If you guys haven't tried speech history, it can be really handy in a lot of applications. Press insert space. Notice we're doing that a lot. After you press insert space, press the letter H. That will bring up, if you're using JAWS 2022, the current version of JAWS, it will bring up the last 500 things that JAWS has said. And you can arrow up and down through them. They are in reverse chronological order. So the, the oldest messages are at the top. The newest messages are at the bottom. So, uh, you know, you can start at the bottom and start arrowing up. And if JAWS spoke that message that popped and you can't get to it anymore, speech history will have it. And again, you can select and copy this stuff and move it off. So when you make your call to tech support, if you have uh, been able to go through the steps either by virtualizing the window or grabbing that text out of speech history, uh, drop it into a document somewhere so you've got it. And then when you call tech support, you can tell them what that message was. Was You can tell them what that message was. By the way, if you want to dismiss speech history, which I suspect you'll want to do, you just press escape 
and it goes away. That holds true with uh, virtualizing the window as well with insert alt W. You press escape and you return right to where you were working before. The other thing you want to do is let them know what you were doing when the problem occurred. And I can tell you from experience, I know that's tough. I'll be working on a project. I'll be writing a document, doing something. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden things go wrong. And tech support will ask me, well, well, what were you doing? What were the steps? And I'll say, man, I don't know. I was working along in Word and I was in the middle of entering text and you know, a paragraph in, I realized that things aren't going right. So that can be hard. But if you can, try and describe what you did because it lets them try to reproduce the problem and help you fix it, okay? Um, if you tried to resolve the problem or you had assistance um, at work, maybe IT or somebody else helped, whatever, help desk, or if at home you just worked on it for a while, let them know what steps you took to try to do things, to try to fix things. If this is a hardware issue you're calling about, you're calling about your Braille display, you're calling about a low vision device, uh, be sure you've got your product name and model number, right? So, you know, it's, a, I don't know, it's, it's a Ruby uh, XLHD, you know, for example, which isn't really a model number, but it's the model designator. Have the product serial number. If you're using this with a computer, so it's a focused display with your PC or your Mac or your iPhone or whatever, let them know what type of device, computer or otherwise, you're using uh, this Vispero product with the software being used on the connected device. Okay, what, what screen readers, what, what thing you were using, um, what's the version number of the operating system on the computer or device? So Windows 10, Windows 11, um, you know, one of the Mac versions or iOS 15 or 16, that sort of thing. Uh, that way they can know what they're dealing with. And, and once again, the exact wording of any messages that pop, what you were doing when the problem occurred and how you tried to solve the problem. This information really helps techni technical support quickly drill down and start to look for, uh, for solutions for you. Okay. I'm going to move on to help on the fly. Let's talk about how you can get help on the fly. Before I do, let me pause. Any questions? Two. Okay. I'm ready. I'm going to take a quick drink of water while you tell me your question. Yeah, I see Viola's here. Uh-huh. Hello, Ron. Hope you're doing well and feeling well and all that. I know I now because now. I had COVID this August, so I know how you felt. Um, oh, man, me and you. July for me, August for you. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks. Um, why would anybody want to use, and back to our Braille displays, because I do love it. Um, why, what's the difference between structured mode and line mode? And why would somebody want to change Ooh, you totally throw me a curve. <laughs> okay. There, let's go back in history a little bit, right? The screen gets all wavy and uh, ooh, we go back in time. Structured mode tries to gather the, the, the pertinent information and get it under your fingertips. So you're in a dialogue box and you, you get read the, or you see the, the information on what the dialogue box might be. Uh, you tab through the controls, right? So for example, um, you're in Word, you press F12 to invoke the save as command and you're in that save as dialogue, right? As you mm -hmm. tab through there, different things are going to show up, file name, save as type, you know, whatever name of author. If you shift tab, you you hit the, the uh, I don't even know what they call that thing because I never mess with it, but you can, uh, it's some sort of weird search thing. I know like 
big time word users are yelling at their computers now. I never type things in there. I shift tab one more time and I get to see folders within, uh, you know, subfolders. And if I shift tab again, you see the tree view, right? right. Your hard drive. That is, that's, that's structured mode, pulling that in, if you will, and, and letting your focus stay centered on the pertinent information. Okay. And that's what that's for. If you switch to line mode, in the past, line mode let you literally look at the screen a slice at a time, one line at a time. Now, if you have a 14-cell Braille display, you're only seeing 14 cells and you've got to pan, then pan, then pan. It was especially popular and may still be uh, in Europe and other places where they just, they just felt that's what they wanted. And what you would see when you looked at line mode, uh, let us pretend you were looking at your Word document. We're not in the Save As dialog anymore. You're just looking at your text editor and it's not maximized, right? So a Windows, and, and if you know this, bear with me. I just want to be sure I describe this. Windows on your screen kind of is, uh, the effect is like you've got some, oh, let's, let's say the three by five cards, right? And there's stuff written on each card. Imagine there's stuff brailed on each card. And you have one card kind of front and center, uh, and it's on a, it's on like a bulletin board. Okay, so you've, you've stuck it up there and it's kind of in the middle, but behind that card are some other three by five cards and they're not exactly behind this primary card. They're off to the side. They might be up a little high. So more or less of those are peeking out from behind. And if you feel across, you might feel the left part of a window and then you run into the edge of the window you're looking at, your primary window, your Word document. And then you read along that line again and you fall off the right edge of the Word document window because it's not maximized to fill the screen. And you might feel a piece of another window that's behind it, like, like you'd feel a piece of the three by five card that's stuck you mean, out. kind of like your cards when you've got them fanned out. Kind of like your cards when you've got them fanned, but they go straight across. Yeah. Now, a lot of people like that because they felt they could really get a better uh, you know, mental picture of how Windows is laid out. Now, other people said, no, this is really confusing. I'm seeing pieces of stuff and then my stuff, you know, my main document and then pieces of other windows and stuff. So there was, there was a bit of a, of a debate on what, what do we want? Do we want line mode? Yes, yes, I want line mode because I want to see what my primary window is and what's all that other stuff behind. I may have two or three other windows back there and it just lets me think better. And some people would use the JAWS cursor and drive their mouse around and, and click on stuff and you know, line view literally let you look across the screen, not just the window, but the whole screen, which might have several windows open on it, some partially hidden and one in full view. And, you know, a lot of people really thought they were just getting a better view. Structured mode says, look, this is where focus is. It's in the edit field or it's on your, again, the, the, the save as dialog. Uh, and it, it pulls all that information together because of the save save as dialogue is open and you've got a bunch of stuff happening in there. You've got an okay button, the cancel button, all these other things that we discussed. You've got a, uh, a lot of times there's a, uh, a path um, that shows, you know, see colon backslash, blah, blah, blah. That may be up near the top. There's just, it's a busy place. And if you're looking at it in line view, you might see stuff kind of scattered across uh, structured mode, pulls it all together. As windows has progressed, uh, the way Windows works has changed. Uh, Microsoft has taken away a lot of times the ability to to drag and use the JAWS cursor, which is just, it's the mouse pointer. As, as they've provided information in different ways and the accessibility has changed, 
Uh, a lot of times you'll notice now you'll invoke the, the, the JAWS cursor and it just says blank. It, it doesn't tell you what's yeah. there. Um, so line, uh, line mode, um, depending on what Windows is making available, really doesn't differ much from structured mode, um, though it still can. And so to answer your question, I've taken this long roundabout way, and I apologize if this didn't help you, but line, no, mode, okay, line, line mode purports to let you see all the way from left to right across that screen, a slice at a time, one line at a time. And uh, if, if JAWS can grab the information and show you other windows in the background that are still partially visible behind your currently active window, it'll do that. Um, structured mode makes the attempt to keep your focus on the, the currently active window and pull that information in so that you see the relevant whether it's controls, the control, uh, the okay, the cancel, the, you know, if you're uh, in, a, in a media player, you might see play, play slash pause. It's normally a toggle and you see the, um, uh, the slider controls for elapsed time and other stuff. It, it tries to pull that in so it's on your Braille display and in, in a way that makes sense so that you can actually interact well with wherever focus actually is within the active window. And that's why you might want to change in between them uh, play with it. You're not going to hurt anything. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Next is Sharon. Is can this all be found in the help file, or is this something that y'all just put together? It's a great question. All of this is in the help file. This is sort of scattered around. You're getting you're getting Ron Miller kind of stream of consciousness. What I thought might be useful. <laughs> so I've sort of pulled it all together. Um, There'll be a recording of this, of course, and I will tell all of you now. Um, if you want, if you if you want the the notes that I put together, and they're not pretty, they're just a word document. But if you want to to have this and capture it, plus a little more that we haven't had time to cover yet, you can contact me. Or if you've got questions, not for technical support, that's what those guys do. They're much smarter than me. But <laughs> questions on what we do, you can send me an email. Uh, it is R Miller. That's R M I L L E R at Vispero V I S P E R O dot com. R Miller at Vispero dot com, and I'd be happy to to send out the uh, the word document with a disclaimer at the top saying these are just my notes and they're kind of uh, you know quick notes, but they do have all the commands and a, and a basic description, and I'd be happy to to, to share that with you, Sharon. Okay, let's talk about some JAWS hotkey help. JAWS hotkey help. I can say that and it sounds really exciting, doesn't it? So JAWS hotkeys. JAWS provides many, many hotkeys uh, to perform a, a bunch of different kinds of commands. And uh, these commands can vary depending on where you are. Some commands are universal. Okay, some commands will, will work some hotkeys will work no matter what your location is. So, for example, I'm going to turn speech back on. Full speech. There's full speech. If I press JAWS key plus T, Zoom meeting. okay, it's going to read the screen title. If I press, let's do uh, Windows M. Windows M, desktop. We'll go to the desktop and I'll press insert T again. Desktop one. Right? That works each time. Uh, if I do a different command, and I'm not clever enough to think of anything on the fly. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but there are some commands that are Excel-specific commands, uh, some commands that work in Word. JAWS has a bunch of hotkeys 
uh, commands that would work. Ah, commands that would work on the internet. Let's say I'm on an internet page, or I'm in a PDF document, or even in a Word document. We've got some quick navigation keys. Let's say I want to move by heading. I'm in a document or a web page that's that's uh, organized into headings and subheadings. I should be able to press the letter H, and it will move me from one heading to the next, or one heading to the subheading. I'll press H here on the desktop. And radio deluxe fourteen to forty six. Well, there's one of my programs. Oop, the only H I have on the desktop is Ham Radio Deluxe. And that works with the, uh, the, ham, the, the ham gear and other gear here at the, again, in the Miller's Manor Communication Center. So that's a topic for another day, right? So if I'm on the internet or if I'm in a Word document that has headings, pressing H will let me step from heading to heading within the document, within the PDF document or on the web page, on the website. And Shift H would let me, let me move backwards by headings. Okay. Um, if I wanted to make a list of links on a web page, or if I'm in a document that has links embedded in it, if I press and hold the JAWS key, and I press the F7 key and then release them, so JAWS key plus F7, JAWS would create a list of links, but here on the desktop, F7, nothing happens. There's no links on my desktop. Okay. So you can, you can get a list of hotkeys uh, that are specific to the application that you're in. So I mentioned Microsoft Word already. Let's press W. Whistler TRX1 handheld digital 2046. Nope, that's for my scanner radio. Word 3446. There's Word. Let's press enter here. Enter. Opening Microsoft Word. Opening Word. Document one word. Print edit. Okay. Now I will tell you just as a little side note, and there you're welcome to edit this out later. Uh, you're hearing my radio communications type software because I'm on my home computer, which I use to run radios and scanner receivers and stuff. I apologize for that because it's just sort of uh, chaff, not wheat. Um, if we were on my work computer, pressing W would have taken us instantly to Word because it's a much better demo that way. But we've made it to Word. Everything is good. And there are JAWS hotkeys that are specific to Word. So let's say I'm in Word and I wish to know about what those hotkeys are. One of the things I can do is I can press JAWS key plus H, and it'll put a list of all of the hotkeys that are available in the specific application that you're using. Okay, so I'm going to press insert H here. Or JAWS key plus H. And because this is a demo, nothing happened. Let me double check where I am by pressing JAWS key plus T. Document one word. Print. Okay, so insert H, please. Land. Thank you. Blank. Uh, I'm going to try it one more time. This is exciting when it happens like this. Yeah. Document one word. Print. Okay. So let's do insert H. I just changed to a different keyboard. There we go. I'm going to stop it. So it opened up a whole page of stuff. Let's read the top one. I'm going to press control home. Hey, Ron, this is Alan. I I, I hate to interrupt you, but we, we're seven minutes past the hour, and we got two more hands. So, oh, you're uh, good. I, I, you know, I, I think it would be nice if we could take those last two questions. And uh, Alan, it'll be uh, totally uh, nice. Give me just a minute, just okay. a second. So, All if right. we want to, I'm going to let me summarize real quick because I want to pr- produce. I want to provide this because the the hotkey help on the fly. Just remember, insert H or JAWS key H will get you the hotkeys relevant to where your location is. To dismiss this, you can press Escape. The nice thing is you can copy and paste this stuff into another page if you want to make your own cheat sheet. If you want to know the Windows hotkeys, because Microsoft embeds and other developers embed embed their own hotkeys, it's insert W. 
So think of insert W like Windows for Windows hotkeys. And again, a virtual window comes up, gives you that list of hotkeys, escape, dismisses, and puts you back where you are. And now, questions. Okay, let's go to Carla. Two quick questions. First of all, the Braille display um, stuff that you were doing, you were talking about the focus. Does this work with other Braille displays as well? And the other question that I had is, uh, and, and if this isn't a JAWS question, just tell me it isn't a JAWS question because I'm really not sure. Um, there are times that I can go to a PDF document and I can select all the text in it and paste it somewhere, like paste it into an email or something. But there are times that I can't do it, do that. And I don't know if that's a JAWS problem or if that's a another, you know, a Windows problem or a, or a PDF problem. So those are my two questions. All right. Thanks, Carla. Let me do the second one first. I'll turn this upside down. Um, it's not a JAWS issue. I have encountered sometimes, uh, it, depending on what you've selected. Now, I have, I have opened up PDFs where they've copy protected it and it's locked down really tight and I can't copy anything. And that's frustrating. I've, <laughs> I've done a select all and it won't let me do it. Um, I've tried to select specific lines and won't let me grab those and copy them. Um, the, the other thing is it might be where you're trying to paste them into, and it's just, it's too deep a topic to get into. Feel free to fire me off an email and we can explore it a little more. Again, our Miller at Vispero.com. Now I, I don't promise to give you the solution, but I'd be welcome. I'd be happy to, you know, you're welcome to send me a thing and we can, we can dig a little deeper because I'm, you know, there's other people that are much better PDF experts than me. Um, now, with regard to Braille displays, some of the things I mentioned are, uh, are, are focus specific with the focus Braille display. Um, I'm trying to think about what all we covered. Uh, the, the lock commands to lock the keyboard, to lock the controls. That's specific to the focus Braille display line. It's, it's features that are actually built into the firmware of the unit to lock the Perkins style keyboard or to lock all the controls. Um, Braille sleep mode, that's a JAWS thing. And if you put it in sleep mode, no matter what flavor Braille display you have, um, if it's in sleep mode, it's going to look like the thing's not working because you'll get no Braille in, no Braille output and no keyboard or control input. Um, the clock in cursor routers, uh, you know, showing the time in the, in the, not the cursor routers, showing time in the status cells, that should work with other Braille displays. Now, it is possible it doesn't, depending on the manufacturer's display driver and, and how status cells and other things are uh, supported, uh, how, it, how it talks to JAWS and, and how much access to the display it gives JAWS. So I, I have to give you that caveat, um, but it's intended that it would, it would work with other status cells, but it, it's going to vary from display to display. Right. Uh, Marcy. Just just a reminder that when you um, turn on or when you're doing your HHH in Word, you want to turn on those quick keys because you don't want to put H's all over your document. Oh, Butamus Maximus. Thank you. Yes. So you want to put keys Nope, you're good. Mm -hmm. So if you're in the internet, you can use those quick nav keys. They just work. If you're in a document and you're in the edit field, yes, please, thank you. Don't just press HHH because you'll have all these H's all over your document. You need to exactly. press, as she just yeah. said, the JAWS key and the letter Z. JAWS will say and show in a flash message, quick keys on. Yeah. Now, what that does is it kind of flips things around so that you can use the quick keys, whether it's H to move by heading or, you know, any of the other stuff, um, but it won't let you enter text. Okay. So yeah. 
but that's that's better than thinking you're using quick keys and, and putting H's and B's and other things all over your document because that's frustrating. So yes, ma'am, you are right as rain. Insert Z to toggle quick nav keys on and off. So do insert Z, listen for the message or look for it on your display, uh, you know, quick keys on, and then go ahead and use those commands to move around and other stuff. Thank you. That's beautiful. And we have just enough time for you to give us one more time your contact information. Absolutely. You can send me an email. It's rmiller, R-M-I-L-L-E-R, at vispero, V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com. rmiller at vispero.com. Excellent. And we thank you all. We also thank Myrna for introducing Ron tonight as well. And Ron, thank you. It's a, it was a great presentation. It's always great yes. to be here. Thanks a lot, Ron. We appreciate it. Very nice. Next week, we don't have uh, anyone confirmed yet. We're working on that. And so watch for the release when it comes later this week. And join us next week for Tech Talk. Thanks so much, everybody.